Good October, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus. <laughs> and welcome to the American Pale Males podcast. I am your host, Michael, and with me is the other host. The slightly less ailing Jeremy. Michael, it's a... Uh... I hear a rustle in the dry leaves out on the lawn. Yeah, I think it's officially autumn, fall. Yeah, like even as we record this, we're not even adjusting for recording time. Yeah, we have passed the equinox. Jeremy sounds a lot better. He's on the mend. I'm on the mend, but I seem to have gotten my fiance sick, so I'm still reeling. As it goes. Yes, so it goes. But should we get into it, Jeremy? Should we get into beer breaks? What do you got for me? Uh, So... With the the onset of fall, you know, a few things are certain. You know, there's there's leaves, there's various spiced ales coming out on the market. <laughs> yes. And um, various, ver- various. <laughs> but another one is the release of Lion Bridge's Octobot 3000. Have you ever Ooh. heard of this one? Um, no, I've not. Okay, so. I believe I've stated in a recent episode that Lion Bridge has just recently started canning. Yes, canning. That's the word I'm looking yeah, for. I believe I remember you saying that, yeah. They normally have, you know, the three of their core beers, their golden ale, their IPA, their English mild, and then a rotating seasonal. I don't know if it's a seasonal or just, you know, special release, but Octobot 3000 is their, it's an imperial version of their Oktoberfest hence the Octobot, and the 3000 comes from the fact that they age it in rye whiskey barrels. Okay. It's real good, and it's in cans <laughs> now. It could be easy to overdo it on these, because despite coming in at, I think, 8? Okay, yep. It, it's a hefty ABV, and the fact that it comes in aged in rye whiskey barrels, it is, mm. it's, it's not a crushable one, but it will sneak up on you, and... By God, it's delicious, Michael. Usually, these Imperials of things that are not necessarily imperialistic. This is 8.2, by the way. Yeah, now seeing it here, that's, yes. So it's definitely higher than a normal Oktoberfest, but it's not, you know, it's not into the cartoonish rye whiskey aged Imperial stouts that are, you know, tipping the scales at 14, 15%. Right, right. Cartoonish, yeah, that's a good way to... It, it gets cartoonish. Um, it, yeah. The malts are really well balanced. The whiskey kind of cuts, it cuts through the jive really, really well. And uh, it's delicious. If you can get your hands on it, do it. It's great. What about you, Michael? Jeremy, I am uh, kind of playing catch-up here because I also recently had the Oktoberfest from Sierra Nevada. Oh! Collabo with Vihen Stefaner. Good work. Vihen Stefan. Yeah, and uh, I think we're probably on the same page as this one. It's I can kind of see the European influence there. It seems to kind of be um, maybe reined in a little bit or a little more mm-hmm. true to form, I guess, as a true Oktoberfest would be. Sure. Subtle malts, especially compared to the... Uh, Oh, so Oktoberfest we had, um, a oh, lot yeah. lighter, a lot more subtle. A lot less amber. Yeah, you could actually taste the noble hops on it, too. You know, it wasn't just pure caramely malt. Mm-hmm. That German influence was very apparent. But I, I felt with that one, it was definitely an influence and not like an attempt to do that exact style of beer. Right. No, I think it was still... Very American. Yeah, it ha- kind of had its own thing going on, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. the influence was there, though. Oh, yeah. And I think another thing that makes a good Oktoberfest, and maybe this kind of contradicts what you were just getting at, <laughs> is, um, but yours was a barrel age, so it's a little different. But it, it has to be like sustainable and or sessionable, not in the fact that it has a low ABV, but that you could easily drink it 
over a long period mm-hmm. of time. And I think that's essential and a good aspect to have in Oktoberfest. We're like the Oso Oktoberfest. I think we're kind Sweet. of very kind of cloying to an extent. I think we kind of got sick of it by the end of it. Whereas like the Einger, Einger, whatever it is, we had a literal session with that one. We did, yes. Um, by the end of it, I, I was not sick of that one. I could have had another pitcher, to be honest with you. <laughs> right, yeah, definitely. So the, the Sierra Nevada Calabo one kind of was in that domain. So uh, I'm appreciative more of that sure. style of Oktoberfest. Unless we uh, mistake our fans, crowd, whatever, uh, the regular Octobot from Lionbridge is also very, very good. I have not had that this year, but I uh, remember it being delicious. Yeah, I was going to imagine the Octobot 3000 is in- intentionally a big, bold imperial beer that you kind of sip on. Oh, very much so. Not meant to be the uh, Steinhoisting type not. beer. The, uh, the whiskey is nothing to sneeze at. It really cuts in in that. Maybe it's because it's rye okay. and it's got a little bit of that spice to it, but it's, uh, it's pretty hairy. Mm. And I have two left, so good for me. Ah, very nice. Jeremy, I have an update for you recently. I guess we collaborated, but I guess it was more your... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of spitballing ideas, and you were kind of actually quantitating it. The uh, Smash Ale, single malt, mm-hmm. single hop ale. I believe you called it Little Mikey's Smash Ale. I did call it Little Mikey's Smash Ale. For me to get back into beer brewing. And I think yeah. I mentioned on a recent episode I, I did brew it, or I was preparing to brew it. Oh, you did? I think maybe it was like two episodes ago. Uh, it's It's been a crazy couple weeks for me. Yeah. In any case, it's in secondary right now. And um, I did, obviously, as you go through the process, usually you sample it to make sure everything's going okay. Sure. And so far, it's good. The home brewing I've done in the past, now going back almost three years by myself, mm-hmm. it always came off with a weird flavor. And this one did not have that weird flavor yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, so far, so good. I think it kind of owes to the simplicity of the recipe. It was easy to do and just kind of more experience brewing beers with you guys and even just sampling beers to kind of understand like what I'm looking for in the beer and Mm -hmm. having that reflect in the recipe. So this is why I always have people eat what's going into the beer. Yes. Oh, it's funny that you mentioned that Jeremy. So after, Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was not planned. I assure you. (laughs) So after I had the grains, uh, we had a, Vienna malt in there that was in the I want to say ton but really it was a <laughs> was a pot on the stove for half hour I can't remember what that process is called but you know soaking out all those um, sugars and enzymes from that grain steeping yeah I mean that's essentially what's going on and uh, afterwards you basically have a big splat <laughs> sack splat Sp- I call it I think of it as splat full of spent grain. And usually you just throw this away, or if you're a brewery, you feed it to cows. Um, but in my case, I looked up a recipe to make cookies out of it, and I, I did just that. Nice. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I didn't really like the recipe because the cookies that came out were really soft, um, kind of fluffy cookies. Mm-hmm. And so it's this weird two textures, like really almost bread-like texture, almost like you're eating a muffin, and then you like bite into a grain husk and it's like indigestible so Mm. if it was like a really crunchy cookie or a real like cookie with lots of texture like Mm -hmm. jagged cookie with coconut in it or something i think it'd be better like a monster cookie yeah but this was not the right recipe i don't Mm. think but it was still good i like ate all of them 
Um, <laughs> I didn't give any to my friends or family. <laughs> it, was, it was it was all right. The flavor of the grains did come through in the taste, which was really good. Excellent. Actually, so I had two batches. I made it, and then I baked like a dozen of them or whatever. And I had leftover grains, so I just dumped that in the remaining cookie dough. And so that was essentially like a double batch. And that mm-hmm. double batch was a lot better than the single batch because it just it made the texture more consistent. I gotcha. And more flavor. So go for more if you're ever making spent green cookies. Like, just dump them all in there. <laughs> we should really call these cookies, like, Mike's Hard Cookies in any over in any Yeah, over something like them. that. Yeah, yeah. We'll come up with something clever. We'll, we'll come up with something. So I'm going to make a similar beer as well. Right. I've been threatening to do that. I I had a Franziskaner Hefe yeast going, but I think it got infected. Uh-oh. It's like, well, darn, I guess I have to get some Bell's uh, Amber Ale. <laughs> drank that. Oh, no. So I, I drank that, harvested the ale, and I've... Uh, or the, the yeast is it's pretty hefty. I might even have enough of it to, like, wash the dead yeast off and start again. Oh, okay. Hopefully one of these days I'll get a chance to brew. But it's it's not come up yet because yeah. I, I'm a busy man. Yes. I ended up using the Safe Ale, Safe Ale. Mm-hmm. Safe Ale. Oh, 05? Uh, yeah, whichever one was in the recipe, 4 or 5. The red? Yeah. Yeah, it's 5. Hopefully that, I so far it's worked out. So I didn't end up harvesting just because I wanted to be like, let's try to keep this as foolproof as possible. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. That's what the band is named after. <laughs> it's true. When I racked into secondary, I had a bunch of trub at the bottom. I'm like, hmm, I could do something with this. So I just kind of swirled it around a little bit and dumped it into an apple juice how- <laughs> jug. And so now that's making cider. Uh, how, how many jugs of apple juice, just l- random things of apple juice do you have laying around at any given time? I <laughs> This was the last one, but I had three at one point just sitting there for <laughs> just standby. Like, oh, I'll just try dumping this dregs of this beer in there and see what happens. And mm-hmm. It generally works. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it should, but it's amusing. <laughs> the the volume of trub, it wasn't all trub. It was, you know, more of the liquid. I didn't just scoop a bunch of, you know, I didn't pull the beans on it and dump it all in there. But <laughs> the liquidy part, little leftover, I dumped it in there, and it's just a half gallon of juice. And so by the end of the night, it was bubbling already just because of yeah. the volume of yeast I put in there. It's pretty entertaining. The harvested yeast really gets things moving, and I guess that's because it's essentially in a starter. Right. It's... Because we're starting it to like give it a little bit of food. It's like just a low-gravity wort at about like 1.03 or something like that. Right. 50 grams in two cups of water dissolved okay. on the table. That's what I use for the starter. And uh, it the starter never really gets going crazy. You just notice a really thick layer of yeast building at the bottom. Right. And you just got to swirl it a little bit every day. And then once it starts get krausening, I guess is the proper term. Yeah. <laughs> then you can uh, go from there. Yeah. Jumpstarting the whole process with that. It's, so. it's right. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back to a regular yeast. A six pack of, of beer is just a shred more than a... A pack of good yeast. You yeah. Know? So you get the beer and then the yeast too. Mm-hmm. And I would say that it's a reputable beer. It probably has decent yeast in it too. So, like Bell's, as you mentioned, yeah, it's probably it's, a really good yeast. It's it's a pretty clean yeast. I did that with the last IPA we did, the last stovetop IPA I did. I used Two Hearted, but if only to uh, 
prevent the dregs from the beer to give it too much of a hoppy flavor. So I used the amber this time. It, yeah. It's good stuff. I think I'm going to use the yeast from a vintage of Bourbon County Stout that I had. I think it's like, Ooh. what, 2016 or something like that? Okay. Dump that in. That was a joke. Was that the infection year? I don't know if I hit oh, that right. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. Fun fact. So you you might remember a few years ago we did uh, La Fin du Merde. Mm-hmm. And if you, you will remember, the most notable change was the yeast. Oh, because, right. Because we, cause it's got some sort of weird, funky French-Canadian house yeast in there. Yes. Oh. So needless to say, at some point... La Fin du Merde part de pot de with the uh, the harvested house yeast to see how close we can get it. Oh, that's intriguing. Right? I was proud of that, even though I should have thought of that, you know, months ago. Right, right, right. But what are you going to do? You put the Hot Shots part de logo on there, and instead <laughs> of the chicken, you can put a beer bottle or something. Oh, yeah. This is the first one the one where they have, like, the plane going through their ears and then coming out the other side? <laughs> I think so, yeah. But, the, but part de... Is the one where he's got the chicken and the bow and arrow, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. This is all memories from like browsing a video store it in sure is. 1992. <laughs> yep, 100%. <laughs> solid movie. that movie came out. Yeah. Good, in, enjoyable movies. I don't know if they're solid, but they are enjoyable. Yeah. Jeremy, I have a quiz for oh. both of us. Okay. Um, I just went and typed October quiz and I landed on Sporkle. I, I don't know the content of this quiz. It could be easy. It could be weird. It could be janky. But mm-hmm. I figure we can both do it together and see how it goes. This quiz is by Desert Spartan, and it has 2,591 plays. Thanks, Desert Spartan. <laughs> so um, not the most popular October quiz, but well, let's just take a look and see how it goes. Hit me. Okay. In which country was the October Revolution, sometimes called Red October? China, Vietnam, Cuba. Russia. I mean, TV would say it's Russia. I was just thinking of the movie. Okay. The Hunt for Red October? Yeah. I never saw that. Is it good? Yeah, it's a solid movie. Sean Connery, right? And uh, Alec Baldwin, pre-fathead. <laughs> the man has... A f- <laughs> That's actually a very like good thing. Like It makes me want to watch it more. Okay. Now, I'm going to type Alec Baldwin 1989 picture into Google Images, and the man has a lean head, not terribly unlike his uh, ne'er-do-well bro. Okay, here you go. Even better. Type in Alec Baldwin Beetlejuice, because he was in Beetlejuice, oh, yeah, remember? yeah, he's almost like... He's unrecognizable. Cause he, I mean, he's just wearing glasses. Right, okay. yeah. All right, so you've looked at that. Now, Alec Baldwin, 2018 Emmys. Oh, that was uh, last week. Let's take a look at that. And now he's got a big old head. Like, the jaw increased even. Like I, I think it's just the jowls. The jowls, yeah. It's not that surprising to me that, you know, Alec Baldwin has a big fat head, especially after years of malaise, bad comedies, and phoning it in in the Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> he's in that? Uh, yeah, he's in the last few of them. Okay. Next question. In the movie October Sky, the title refers to which event that occurred in October. First space shuttle launch... Apollo 13 Crisis, launch of Sputnik 1, Enola Gay Atomic Bomb Flight. So that movie was released in 1999. Okay. Um, it is definitely about space. Yes. <laughs> because he, he play, well, well, no, because he plays a young Homer Hickam, 
who recently made news after... Did, oh, my God. So, okay, pause that test. Okay, I, I did that, yes. Okay, good. Um, so there was this recent, you know, low-level meme that came up on Twitter where a young woman who had recently gotten an internship at NASA posted a foul-mouthed, F, yeah, I got a job at the at NASA. You guys can all S my D. You know, just mm-hmm. something along those lines. And then Homer Hickam was this, like, young lady, you need to watch your mouth. And uh, she responds back saying, you know, like, who are you, old man? I don't need your F or, you know, whatever. Just foul mouth. He's like, I'm actually, you know, your boss. Oh. And needless to say, that internship got rescinded. But uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays Homer Hickam, and it's, let's see, it's like the 70s. Okay. And it's not the space shuttle, because that was the 80s, correct? Oh, yeah, space shuttle. Yeah, not, ooh, that's a good point. Okay. Oh. So it, it's not the Enola Gay. It's not, not the shuttle. What were the other two? Sputnik and Apollo 13 Crisis. It might be a... Could be Sputnik. I think it's Sputnik. Okay. Let's do that one. That's correct. Woo! It's a good movie. Which one of these bands... This is... Did you write this quiz, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so far, it's been movies. Ha ha! Well, I guess the first one was in movies, but, you know. Which yeah. one of these bands had an album called October? U2, Rolling Stones, Counting Crows, Green Day. U2. U2, yeah. Yeah, I think I knew that. Which holiday celebration never occurs in October? Dia de los Muertos, Thanksgiving, Guy Fox Night, Rosh Hashanah. Well, is there some sort of like weird Canadian Thanksgiving that I'm not thinking of? Yeah, I think it's like two weeks before our Thanksgiving. Uh, then let's go with that. I mean, all of them, because Dia de los Muertos is November 1st, isn't it? Oh, maybe it's that one then. At least I thought Dia de los Muertos was November 1st, All Saints Day. Should we go with that? And plead ignorance. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. You want to go Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving? Ah, okay, hell, here we go. Oh, it's Guy Fox night. <laughs> this is the desert Ooh. Spartan I call shenanigans on this. Which is the only U.S. state that was admitted as a oh, state geez. in October? <laughs> West Virginia, Colorado, Nevada, Nebraska. <laughs> this is a crapshoot. Nebraska is the name of a cool Bruce Springsteen album. Let's go with that one. All right. Nevada. Eh. Which World War II event occurred in October? You know, this really isn't about October as it is, <laughs> like, other things. Uh-huh. <laughs> Attack on Pearl Harbor, Normandy no. landings. No. Second Battle of El Alamein, start of Battle of Britain. It's one of the last two. Yeah, Pearl Harbor was... December. Isn't Alaman Germany in a lot of things? Alaman. Uh, well, it looks Spanish almost. El Alaman? A-L-E-M-A-N? M-E-I-N. Uh, let's go with that one. Okay. It's correct. Woo! I knew it. For his World Series heroics, this man was called Mr. October. Reggie Jackson. Yes. No need for multiple. Ding, ding. I knew a baseball question. <laughs> Which person was executed in the month of October? Archduke Ferdinand, Julius Caesar, JFK, or Che Guevara? JFK is November 22nd, 1963. Wow. There's a Stephen King book called 112263. Okay. Um, is it fiction? Yes. It's about a man who goes back in time to try and stop the uh, JFK assassination. It's pretty oh, solid. That does sound good. I think it was made into a Hulu miniseries. When did... um? Wasn't Archduke Franz Ferdinand in November? <sighs> uh, listen to Dan Carlin's... I did, actually. Oh, that's, to that's that a good one. one. Yes, that's a, it's good. It's like 20 hours of podcast. <laughs> it's thick. That's a good one, though. 
That's the only one I've ever made it through. <laughs> again, and again, and again. Genghis Khan. <laughs> oh, God, that bothered me so much. It bugged the crap out of me. Okay, so I don't think it's Franz Ferdinand. I know it's not JFK. What are the other mm-hmm. two? Che Guevara and... Uh, Julius Caesar. Caesar's Ides of March. Uh, let's go with Guevara. Okay. Yes. Whoop. The first Oktoberfest outside Munich that the Parliament and the City of Munich sanctioned was held in Missouri, Michigan, Texas, Wisconsin. I mean... It has to be Wisconsin, right? Yeah, exactly. The German Triangle? Yeah. It's going to be something stupid like Texas. No, it was Michigan. I'll allow it. October gets its name from the Latin octo, meaning eight. In which calendar is October the eighth month? Hebrew calendar, Julian calendar, Roman calendar, Gregorian calendar. Well, we operate by the Roman calendar, right? No, we're Gregorian. We're Gregorian. I always get that mixed up. I don't know. You pick. Roman. Uh, Latin. Roman. Yes, I agree. Yes. So. Yeah, test-taking skills. We got over 50%. Enough out of some. There you go. There's your October knowledge. Slash. Yeah, assassinations and so on. Right. I mean, it is almost Halloween, Michael. Is that we should talk about assassinations or something? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, speaking of uh, October yes. and Halloween and what have you, uh, Michael, it's time for the FDR. That's right. The FDR is where we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer. And today, we are going back to the brewery that brought us the first beer ever FDR'd on APM Pod. Although, the beer did not appear till episode 8. But it was, <laughs> it was still the first one that we did, and we put it in later. Um, oh, this was the lost episode, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Air quotes, lost yeah, episode. right. So the brewery is Potosi Brewing Company. Yeah. And the beer that we're having is Stingy Jack Pumpkin Ale. Michael, what is a Stingy Jack? Well, when I was looking up the beer, I typed in Stingy Jack, thinking that this was just a name that the brewery came up with. But no. According to Wikipedia... Stinchy Jack, perhaps also known as Jack the Smith, Drunk Jack, Flacky Jack, and Jack of the Lantern. I'm okay with all of those. (laughs) Is a mythical creature apparently associated with All Hallows' Eve. The Jack-o'-lantern may be derived from the character. I think it's fair. And there's a story on Wikipedia too. I'm just going to read the last paragraph because I think you'll get the gist of the rest of the story. Got it. And it's even funnier out of context. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the drinking took its toll on Jack, and he died. (laughs) Flacky Jack's soul prepared to enter heaven through the gates of St. Peter, but he was stopped. And Jack was told by God that because of his sinful lifestyle of deceitfulness and drinking, he was not allowed into heaven. Jack then went down into the gates of hell and begged for commission into the underworld. Satan, fulfilling his obligation to Jack, could not take his soul. To warn others, he gave Jack an ember, marking him a denizen of the netherworld. From that day on until eternity's end, Jack is doomed to roam the world between planes of good and evil, with only an ember inside a hollowed turnip. Turnip actually referring to a large rutabaga. To light his way. There are many different versions of this story. (laughs) So I I, I realize that you haven't played it, but that sounds an awful lot like Dark Souls. (laughs) Okay. Seriously. (laughs) To the point where uh, embers are a, a major item that you have to have in order to defeat the game. What is that? The Ash guy? What does he call him? I mean, there's... In the most recent one, he is a hollow one. 
Okay. Or no, Ashen One. Ashen One. Ashen Sorry. One. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Apparently, this may be based in Ireland. Um, but anyway. <laughs> a, a, a drinking myth. That features heaven and hell based out of Ireland. I mean, well, hold me. The room is spinning. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, do you have flavor text? I have it, but... I, I do. Uh, Michael, this is a seasonal favorite. Stingy Jack Pumpkin Ale has fragrant aromas of pumpkin pie spices with a malty sweetness. Caramelized baked pumpkins add the perfect touch of pumpkin flavor. Comes in with an IBU of 20, an ABV of 6.5, and is available in bottles and kegs between August and through the end of October. Um, I've also found... Stingier Jack? That exists? Yes. Oh, no, I didn't find that. So that, that's why I came across that, too. But what did you find? I'll talk about Stingier uh, Jack. Next. This is from Tastings.com, a beer review. And th- ah. this, this is a bit goofy. I don't know about this. I wanted to read okay. this because this... Well, you'll see. Okay. Deep amber color. Spicy aromas and flavors of pumpkin pie and zucchini bread with a supple, vibrant, finely carbonated, dry yet fruity medium body and a tingling, interesting, long pepper radicchio and dried citrus finish. A snappy and refreshing, well-hopped pumpkin beer with an emphasis on the peppery end of the spice spectrum. Okay. Radicchio. I'm going to be straight and say I don't even know what that is. Sure you do. It's the red crap in a uh, salad. Oh, that. I'm seeing a picture now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh. So this is what you're reading is. So this won a gold medal from World Beer Championships. Yeah. In 2016. And that's the summary on that website. Although, Michael, right? we are, we should really be eating uh, sour broughton, shepherd's pie, or duck empanadas. Oh, wow. This. There's more. Whoa. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's oh my gosh. an awfully uh, specific food to pair it with. Usually they say, like, sausage, hamburger, <laughs> right, yeah. pizza. This is a little um, this is intense. highfalutin. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'm, I'm done with this website. That's like something beer, uh, what is it, a Cicerone would say, don't you think? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's what makes people think of that stupid uh, commercial that they yell about in the book. Right, the Budweiser commercial that kind of ripped apart craft like pumpkin peach ale or whatever yeah. or what what was it it was something like that wasn't it yeah from um up in the northwest yeah, somewhere yeah. the one that they had just purchased yeah and then they yeah. saw the commercial all right and uh, god it all comes back to that friggin book um i think it's probably been every episode since, since we then it. i think yeah. you're right but uh stingier jack real quick is just a whiskey barrel aged version of this it sounds about right yeah so, um, but let's get into this one. Yes, let's. <laughs> Are you using the uh, shaker glass as requested on the... Oh, I am, but just by happenstance. Yeah, me too. If I didn't, maybe a fist would come out of the screen and punch me in the face. I think it'd be more of a uh, an aged leather glove. White, <laughs> right, white, white leather come out and challenge you to a duel. That smells pumpkin-y. And I've got a cold. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin spice. I think the question here, and maybe I'm jumping too far ahead, is is it going to be too much or is it going to be just the right touch? For me, it'll probably be okay since I have the whole uh, no left nostril functioning thing going on. <laughs> I have n- no head on mine. Yeah, it's very. I tried to give it a little bit of zhuzh at the end of it there, <laughs> but it, it didn't really work. It's about, you know, half a pinky's worth, eh, a third of a pinky's worth of head on it. Okay. Uh, 
gone quickly, so it doesn't have that rich, creamy hoo-ha that some of them have oh. on there. It's clear. There's no, yeah. there's no haze or flocculent material or anything in this one. Yeah. But, uh, An amber color, or excuse me, a caramel color. Well, amber, yeah, I guess yeah, that works too. Same diff. A light brown. Well, you keep parsing out color, I'm going to go in. Yeah, go ahead. Um, little effervescence there, steady stream of bubbles, nothing too out of control. Interesting. Okay. Go for it. I have a, I have an initial idea, but I want to see what yours is. Hmm. Hmm. It's kind of bold. I mean, it's not... Ooh, the aftertaste is quite you mean, clovey. You mean it actually tastes like a pumpkin? I mean, it tastes I, like pumpkin spice. I'm not... I mean, maybe it's maybe it's the fact that I'm still congested, but mm-hmm. I'm not getting a ton of... Like, I can actually taste pumpkin in this, which is... Yeah, I think on the the front end. Maybe it's just, you know... I'm I I want to believe too much, but uh, it it certainly tastes like pump like actual pumpkins, like roasted pumpkin. Yeah, like you threw a pumpkin in the oven and ate some of it. Um, <laughs> it lives up to the name. Mm-hmm. That's true. Of a pumpkin ale, <laughs> I I'm like processing this as I'm trying to talk. I agree with your like the initial round of flavor right across the front of the tongue is I agree pumpkiny. The back end is spicy. Um, I'm not getting that, but once again, grain of salt. Not spicy, I guess. Grain not, of not clove. Like, I don't know. A grain of clove. Yeah, like it's more like a clovey. Maybe herby would be the, but herby suggests like a green flavor. This eh, is, does it or a root of some sort? Yeah. Um, I think that has to be clove. I mean, it probably is. What is in pumpkin spice? We should probably go over that clove uh, allspice nutmeg uh maybe a dash of cinnamon i'm just going off the top of my head feel free to look this yep. up uh but ginger ginger yeah yeah that was the only one you missed it's mostly cinnamon according to this the clove allspice flavor is what i'm getting i guess there is cinnamon in there too but technically you know the other ones register more than that i mean it's enjoyable yeah it's it's fine I feel like I'm at, at a distinct disadvantage here. As a... Congested American. Right. And this yeah. is a... Fragrant beer? Yes. Thank you. God, I'm... Him car to read good. Not doing so good. I think I got a touch of heat stroke when I was mowing the lawn today. Um. Okay, what can, what can we say about this beer that we haven't already said? Is there anything you dislike about it? Um, I'm kind of getting sick at the flavor already. Now, is that an ingrained uh, hatred for... All things pumpkin spice, or this in particular? I like pumpkin spice. So, like, the, was it, Oh My Gourd, or Good Gourd, whatever I had from, Gourd beer I had <laughs> from um, Door County Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. That was nice. It was just a little touch. Granted, I don't think it had any spice in it, but it was just a little touch of that gourd flavor. Easy to drink, very sessionable, not heavy, not cloying. Whereas this, I feel, you know, having... One of these, great. But mm-hmm. if I had a six-pack of this, I'd be like, oh, I need to like wait a week before I have that again. Just because it's like yeah. a very heavy flavor. It's lingering on my tongue as I speak. Pretty sweet, but it's a pumpkin ale. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm being hypercritical here, but if it just had like a, a touch of those flavors, I think it, it would serve the beer a lot better than having this kind of heavy flavor to it. Now, I think we've had even beers on the show that even go further overboard into that oh yeah flavor domain this one is more balanced than those but it's still for my taste a little leans a little bit heavy on the spice 
I think what this thing needs is something bright to kind of like cut through the noise. To cut out yeah. the noise, one might say. <laughs> yes. The ginger, like a little bit of a... It, it, it's hard when, what to talk about the flavor that ginger gets out, especially in this connotation, because it's always, oh, it's got that ginger spice to it, or that gingered snap. Um, mm-hmm. Even black pepper might be good in this, to be honest. Like, yeah. not a lot, obviously, because who wants pepper in their beer? But Something to kind of snap it up a little bit, mm-hmm. something to... I think a good heap of ginger would be good. But, uh, Michael, I feel like we should rate this because we've just kind of been spinning our wheels. Right, yeah. No, I think we I think we kind of got all we can out of this. I mean, the flavor's not really evolving. It's been pretty consistent. It's not as deep of a flavor as I would have hoped. Really? Okay. I think if it had a... Why don't you go first, I guess? You kind of tell me what you liked and didn't like. I'm getting a little bit more out of it as it warms up. Mm. Granted, it, that may have always been there, and I'm just now getting it for reasons we've gone through a million times already. Uh-huh. Um, I appreciate the fact that it actually tastes like pumpkin. I do like that up front, yeah. As opposed to tasting like, you know, capital P pumpkin. I'm not one of these people that's just going to randomly, hey, uh, 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 pumpkin spice, uh, uh, uh. who cares? If you like <laughs> it, eat it, live your best life. Do what thou wilt. I don't have any strong feelings towards pumpkin spice one way or the other. Much like the Rainbow Rain and Brute IPAs, I will be also always chasing the dragon of that one time that Old Capital Brew Works nailed the pumpkin beer and it tasted oh. like pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it's rough. It's never going to live up. Uh, a couple years ago when I was in Vancouver, they didn't really have any weird Canadian beers that weren't, you know like on tap at whatever place was making them. So when I went to a, a liquor store, I was shocked by the fact that A, it was all pretty much all American beers. Mm-hmm. B, that like a six pack of Budweiser was like $15 Canadian, which even though the Canadian dollar is a little bit weaker than the American, it's still shockingly high for a, a uh, six pack yeah. of Budweiser. And C, uh, the only thing I was able to find was a peanut butter pumpkin beer. One good. But uh, that's probably the last pumpkin beer that I had of my own accord. Okay. What about the Atomic Pumpkin? It was one of the one of the last beers I had of my own accord. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Atomic. The Atom- we really should have done the Atomic Pumpkin last year. Uh, yeah, we should. I have it. Uh, oh, you do have it. So I'm gonna do. I'll try it and bring it up on the show. But, Is it uh, this year or from last year? This is from this. This around this year again. Oh, interesting. I didn't. I have. I haven't really out perusing the singles, but I feel like this one is kind of laying a little low in my opinion because of A, I'm ill, and B, it's ju- I just don't think it's a terribly strong version of the pumpkin ale. I'm going to give it 2.75 because I like the pumpkin flavor in the beginning, and it actually, the, the real pumpkin. Right, yeah. I had mine locked in. I kind of like your rating too, though. My hater rating is working on you. Yeah, but here's here's why I'm going to flip my rating, and it's not just because of what you rated it. Is it because of this brutal story about a pumpkin going to hell? Because <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Being rejected in hell and heaven. We really, sorry, we Go really should have read the whole thing on this. Holy crap, this is awesome. What? The Stingy Jack? Yeah, go, go read up on it, people. This is gnarly. Why is there not a movie about this? <laughs> or at least a short. 
I'm looking back, we rated good old Potosi. Mike and I gave it a three. And I think I'd rather be having a good little Potosi than this right now. I enjoy this for the season, and I'm, I don't want to disparage this too much because it's perfectly serviceable beer, especially if you're looking for that pumpkin spice kick. Um, but it's a little too much for me personally, so I'm going to go... I was going to give it a three, but I'm actually going to go down to 2.75 because even as I keep drinking it, I'm kind of like, ah, that, that's good. That's all well and good. Michael, you'll be glad to know that there are multiple Stingy Jack movies out there. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy's going down a wiki hole. Oh, well, well, well nah, more of a YouTube hole. Um, okay. There is a Stingy Jack found footage trailer on YouTube. There is The Legend of Stingy Jack on YouTube. There is also a uh, a short from two th- last year called The Ballad of Stingy Jack. When a boy's jack-o'-lantern is smashed the night before Halloween, he discovers the dark truth to why we carve pumpkins. Um, that doesn't sound right, because if there's a lot of anything, it's bad horror movies on the internet. But there's also right. one in development. So who knows if it's actually the Stingy Jack that's uh, gracing our bottle with that jaunty hat cocked off to one side. But uh, I'll watch one of these shorts and I'll probably not check back in but I'll say that I will okay <laughs> I will also say too for the rest of the month of October all my beer brags will be Oktoberfest or pumpkin beer related so there's a mix and match specifically for uh, Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers I'm like you know this happens once a year so I'm just gonna get a six pack of random of these beers and talk about it on the show so who knows? Maybe my opinion of this one will go up as I have other beers. Maybe it will stay. Maybe it will go down. Um, but right now, compared to pumpkin beers I've had in the past and like that gourd beer that I've had mm-hmm. recently, this one is lands where it is. So I'm I'm excited to see your reaction to Atomic Pumpkin. I'm looking forward to that too. Maybe I'll have that this week. Do the, I was gonna say do that one for next week. Yes. I, on the other hand, also have my beer brag planned out for next week because while I cannot make it to Oktoberfest due to a wedding reception, that wedding reception is in fact at a beer garden, B-I-E-R. So that's cool. Very nice. I know, right? But we've jabbered on long enough, Michael. How about you tell the fine people where they can reach us? At APM Pod on Facebook and Twitter. APMPod at gmail.com to email us directly. APMPod on Untapped, where host Emeritus Mike keeps up with our ratings there. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, rate, review, subscribe if you can. In any case, we'll leave it at that. There's a lot of stingy jacks on Untapped. <laughs> Beer names? Yeah, there's like 15 of them. Oh. Anyway. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't heard of that before. The legend or the beer. Yeah. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.